first one says it's clear that the safer, the safer, the safer, where we have a Tegrisa, Barashim Sa'iram, the way the Kazar explains it is the star, which means with counting numbers, the Sifur, with speech, and the Sefer by writing. And what's the difference when Hashem says or Hashem writes? So we saw that the Kazar explained that the way Hashem brought things into being was through two mediums. The one was Hashem speaking it, and he Amar Vayehi, Hashem said it should be and it was. And the second one is, we see, like it says, everything in the Brea Vayas, Hashem made it. And therefore we have both of these elements in the creation. The one is what was done, Besipur, with what Hashem saying is going to happen. And what was done, Besipur, which was like by writing. And that was clearly Hashem making something happen physically. And uh, as you saw last time, the Guzari explains that what's the difference between the two. So by a person, there's a difference. Because by a person, a person can uh, talk, but that doesn't create so to speak, it just shows this person's intention. Whereas what a person does as an action, that uh, makes something happen. Whereas by HaKadosh Baruch Hu, Hashem's speech also causes things to happen. And therefore, the, both of those elements are used in creating the world. What was the, what was the chedek which was created with speech, and what was the chedek which was created with action? So we already said a number of different interpretations between the first and what was what. One of them was that the physical world was created with action, and the spiritual world is created with Hashem's speech. And that will make sense because the Dibur of Hashem, so to speak, Hashem is something spiritual. It's like the breath which emanates from Hashem. And then we create the Neshama, and we create the spiritual part of the breath. So that's really so now, man. And we, now we're going right to, in this, concerning his Mamer Avi, the middle of Ois Chofhei. And elaborate this idea, he says the next point, and he says, when Hashem says something, so that's what the, the word just make it happen. That's what it. He says, how would it apply to a person? Obviously it doesn't, because a person doesn't create from nothing. And therefore, a person can only create with action, which means I can take something which exists and transform it into something else. That's creation through activity. Whereas creation through speech is, means wanting something to happen from from plan air, literally. And that a person can't do, only Hashem can do. And therefore, whereas a person can emulate HaKadosh Baruch Hu in creating through action, we, we can't, so to speak, do the same creation as Hashem by creating through speech. And he gives us a marshal of what it would look like if a person would be able to create through speech. So he says, for example, Hashem person who wants to weave a striped garment. And how's he going to do it? Mechashib v'machlach. He thinks what has to happen. And then his thoughts create this look as a material. And now he thinks, I want this line red. It's probably a red line. A blue, blue line. Or a pattern, whatever it's going to be. Or and makes the patterns that he wants. And then, and then the, the, just the way I willed it to be, that's how the, the beggar was produced. So that would be how a person would lead it to such would be possible to be able to create with his thoughts or with his speech, which is we can't do that, but that's what I should do create. And the second marshal would be by, by the person, same thing. Mm-hmm. 
Something if a person would be able to say, uh, talk about the, uh, making a person, and that would make the person. I can understand what it means. Hashem created with Hashem's Debor and Hashem's Ksav. We are also be creators. Just like when you can imagine something happening. So if, if our imagination would cause it to happen in reality, so then it would be like Hashem. Because like he says, that's what that, that's the uh, the definition of a Kaddish Baruch of being a Bayri. That is, with his with Hashem, the fact that Hashem wants it to be is what makes it happen. It doesn't need raw materials and doesn't need a, a, a construction stage. It's what Hashem wants, that's what happens. That's what's called being a Bayri. Oh, and now the Nukoda here is, and this is the biggest side, I was going to say that, the Nefesh Chaim says that really a person is a Bayri, just like Hashem. Except not in the physical world. In other words, we can't will things into existence physically by wanting them to, by saying they should be. But our speech creates in ruchnis. And therefore the words we say, whether it's Tfilah or Torah or any other words we say, which are, uh, are, are constructive spiritually, so they do create. And therefore just like we said about HaKadosh Baruch HaKadosh Baruch everything happened with Hashem's words, He made it happen. So then we say about ourselves. That every dibur that a person says is is creative, it builds in spiritual terms, and that's the case. So then we don't see maybe the physical example of a person being similar to Hashem, but in ruchnias terms we understand that a person is a bayreiter, and the kaiach which Hashem put ruchias shalecha udvarash esamti beficha the words Hashem put in our mouth have the ability to. Then Shachayim brings the pasuk in Yeshaya, and then it says va'asim dvarah beficha. I put my words in your mouth and entire Shemayim and that your words, so to speak, can also create heavens and earth. Not of the physical nature that the heavens and earth we see here, but on a spiritual level, everyone builds their own Olam Abba with, uh, with, with their thoughts or with their Deva. So that's true. Sounds like you're actually creating worlds, you know? Those worlds are the worlds of Olam the way Rabbi Shashmir explains it is that the world that a person creates is his world. Is his world. And that's his Olam Abba. He doesn't argue with that. He's not talking about it. He's talking about when we see the physical world and understanding how Hashem created the physical world using his speech. Now, which language does Hashem use? So we know Rosh Kodesh. And this isn't the first time that has come to Rosh Kodesh. As Rabbi Shashmir as you know, was one of the biggest experts in language, so for sure it's a, it was a point which was very important to him, and he's going to come back to it again over here and tell us the same thing he said before. And he says, Some languages have a benefit of other languages. Some of them, that, that the words are they more correct, they're more private than what, what you call them. And some are more distant from what we're referring to. And that is basically what the Yisrael the Adam of Hashem said. And that is that any language really works by, by common agreement. And therefore the name we give to something is anything which we both understand each other and we both know what we're talking about. There's no significance between what we call something and its essence. It's just a word we've both chosen to use and we both understand. And therefore... We, we, we can converse, we can communicate because you know what we mean. Whereas, and that's why I say sometimes it's, it's, it fits better the name we've given to something with the thing we're talking about and sometimes not so well. But that doesn't apply to Lashon HaKadosh. 
Habrua whereas the language which Hashem spoke, which he used to create in total admiration, he be bleeds off like Hashem because of the shyness. It's for sure the most perfect language. And more accurately defines the things that Hashem created more than anything else. To explain it the way that Khrani explained this idea. In other words, Lashna Kodesh is a language which bats in the name of something is what was used to create it. So when Hashem said, for example, he rakia, it made a sky. Now, if Hashem would have said sky, there's nothing in the word sky which intrinsically connects to the sky. It's just the English word we use, which we know what you're referring to. Whereas there's something about the word rakia which combines the various spiritual kaychus which created the sky. And there are others, unfortunately, who studied the etymology of Hebrew, of Lashon HaKodesh, and explained that. What the different kaychus of letters mean, and then the juxtaposition of those letters, have certain effects, and therefore the Lashon HaKodesh wasn't just Hashem choosing to give things names, but was really it was creative, it was the combining the energies uh, which, which make those things happen. So that is Hashem with other nations naming the Alps. That is Hashem, that's exactly the, the Rai is going to bring. Exactly what you said, Shah. Uh, sure. Which means when Adam was asked to name the animals, he wasn't just said randomly, like pick an animal. And as Hashem was telling him, see if you can understand the kochos which went into this animal, you work backwards. You can see the results of what Hashem created. If you can understand the elements which went into the creation, then I can tell you what its name is. As I can tell you what you said originally to make it happen. And I want a very simple marshal for this. It's like, for example, if someone decides to bake a cake, so they have the ingredients, they put them together and made a cake. And if you have someone's experience in baking, and I told you, taste the cake and told me what I put into it. So if I know, if I understand how, the system, how things are made, and I understand what ingredients affect the result, so I can taste it, I can tell you what you put into it. So I don't do the same thing. In other words, I could this product combine those letters to create this thing. And now, presenting it to Adam was, can you understand all the factors which went into its creation, and you'll be able to tell me what I called it. In other words, what its name was. But no, it's like, it's, the animal is, or the thing is, it's, it's the right thing for its name, and the name is appropriate to it. And therefore, the name of this, any, that the given species it defines what it is, because that's the kaychus which went into making it. And that's why we see that there's an added level that there is by Lashna Kodesh, which has the bad other things. And therefore, this is the Kiddush. And that's what the Malachim connect more Lashna Kodesh into other languages. Now, the Kazari chose this verse carefully because there's a big question about which languages the, the, the Malachim understand. And why is it a question? Because there's a Gemara. And the Gemara says if a person is davening on his own, a person shouldn't a person shouldn't uh, ask for Udavin in in Rosh Narami, which is really Aramaic. And the reason is, the Gemara says, because the Malachi Ashar is on Makir in Rosh Narami. The Malachi Ashar does not understand it. Now, it's a very strange Gemara. It's a very strange Gemara, firstly, because since when have we been davening to Malachi Ashar? We're davening to Hashem. And Hashem does understand. So what the Malachi do is understand the country. We're having a private conversation with Hashem. We don't want the Malachi listening in. So why, why shouldn't we speak Lashon Arami? So why, 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 why do the Malachim have to hear what we say? 
And uh, the answer is 100% it's true. That Tfilah is directed to Hashem. Hashem hears that Tfilah directly. He doesn't need the agency of Malach. But there's a second point. Besides for listening to the Tfilah and hearing what you're asking for, which goes directly to Hashem himself without any agencies, and uh, and Hashem hears any language. Like we say, Hashem can hear any language we speak. But there's a second aspect, and that's the job of the Malachim. And the job of the Malachim is basically to combine their praise of Hashem with our praise of Hashem. And therefore, like we know, especially we say in the Sosfad, better than Hashem is the same thing. We say in the Sosfad, which means together the Malachim and us present Hashem with the crown. If you're going to say it, Nashan Ashkenaz, we're going to say it as much elaboration is the same idea, and that is we're going to Naritzchov and Naritzchov together with the Siyah Sarfei Kodesh, and therefore the Malachim want to work with us. And when we praise Hashem, they praise Hashem too. In order to do that, the Malachim to understand us. So we're not talking about our requests of Hashem, which we want Hashem to understand, and He does. He doesn't Malachim for that. What we're talking about now is the kind of the group praise of Hashem, the united praise of Hashem, which is Dari and which is the Malachim and us together. And if that's the case, we want the Malachim to understand us when we're praising Hashem, so they'll be able to praise Hashem at the same time. So therefore the Gemara says, Lashna Rami is something Malachim Shores don't understand. And the question is, was Lashna Rami the specific example of a language Malachim Shores don't understand? Or not? That's just the most similar language Lashna Kodesh. And even that I don't understand. And for sure I don't talk about ancient Greek or Latin or anything else I don't understand either. And that's a discussion. There's two different stories in There's something specific about Lashon Arami that I don't understand, or that I don't understand any other language except Lashon Kodesh. And that's why the Khazari avoids saying specifically taking a side in it. What he said is that the Malachim are more aware of Lashon Kodesh than any other language. And the reason for that would be, and that is because once again, if that's the primary language Hashem spoke, so we don't find Malachim making up dialects of their own. They would work with the original language, which HaKadosh Baruch Hu created them with. And therefore, that, that's Lashon HaKadosh. And it was Dafka, a punishment for this world, that after the Dara of the Kulta Tower, Hashem changed their languages. And now they are all different languages, but before that, the whole world spoke Lashon HaKadosh. And being as there's no reason to change the language of the Malachim, so they still speak Lashon HaKadosh. They didn't change. Same when it comes to writing, just like we said, the words define the essence of what Hashem is speaking, creating. Same when it comes to writing, which means the way Hashem writes the letters or the shape of the letters isn't isn't just random symbols which have no meaning. But the way we write the letter uh, connects to the meaning of the letter. And this is a big chachm in the Kabbalah about uh, the, the, the secrets in each of, of the letters that are faced. And therefore the rise written is, is very, very exact because it's combining various uh, various messages or various meanings which we have to write. So just, we're not going to go through the whole alphabet, just to give examples of two letters which are very primary letters. First is that's Aleph. And as everyone knows, Aleph as the, the first or the one always relates to Hashem. And the tzura of the aleph is a remissive. Because the tzura of the aleph is really a yud at the top, a yud at the bottom, and a vav in the middle. And yud and yud is a gemat of 20, vav is a gemat of 6. So 26 is a gemat of yud and And therefore the aleph, Hashem, is a remissive to Hashem's name, which is uh, which is alluded to in the parts of the, parts of the aleph. 
that's just the first step. You could create two yuds and a vav into lots of different shapes. The idea over here is that there's a yud at the top facing up, a yud at the bottom facing down, and the line separating them. And here we see another meaning to the Aleph, and that is that Kilo, it's a, it's a point where, from our point of view, we can look up to see Hashem, and from Hashem's point of view, He uses His name to relate down to us. And therefore, it's like a mirror image. It's like a two halves of the, of the two yuds and the, with the two sides of the in the middle, which, so to speak, are mirroring each other. They, they resemble each other from both sides. Okay, that's the significance of, of the letter uh, Aleph. We talk about the significance of the letter Hey. This is very interesting. The ritual says that the letter Hey is the Aleph represents Hashem, the Hey represents the creation. And the Gemara already says that this world is created as a Hey, the Hey represents the creation. That's what Darizal says. Darizal says that there's a four letter sequence which shows, shows, shows us Hashem creates. And that's what it is a Yud, Vav, Dalit, Hey. Why? So he says like this. The original uh, creation is one point. It's like the, that point is the earth. Then if Hashem is going to extend that creation, so from a point you make a line. Now you have already a one-dimensional thing in line. That's the bob. So you start with the earth, then the bob. Then the next point is going to be, instead of just having one dimension, which is a line going, let's say vertically, there's a second line going horizontally. And that's just the dalit, because now you have all four directions. You have a line intersecting, which goes both directions. And then the last point you have, and then it's to make the third dimension, is the line which goes in depth. So if you have a dalit going up and down, then the last point will go the line going the third dimension is the depth. And he says that the, the small, so to speak, foot of the hay is really showing you the top of the line, which is going, extending inwards. Which is why the result says that the way to draw the, the hay isn't just to draw it like we draw a head like this, it's to draw it like a little angle like this, because you can see it going down depth into the, which is the third dimension. And therefore the result says the mice, when you write the hay in the, in the twitter, you meant to first write the top corner, which is the yod, extend it down to make the bob, extend the size of the dotted, and then at the last point, which is the hay, which is the level of, like the four step process of, we can a point, one dimension, two dimension, three dimension of how Hashem creates the world. And then once again, all that all that understanding in the shapes of the letters only exists in Hashem right? the, 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 the way that the letters are formed in other languages doesn't have any particular significance which is, relates to which relates to its point. And the third point as well, the whole idea of Gematria is only Lashon HaKodesh like a thing. We don't find English letters, for example, try transposing them into Gematria. They don't have a specific value. But uh, that's part of the system of the Torah. And therefore he says there shouldn't be something distant from your understanding or different from what you think, um, the way the, 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 the letters or the words are written. And he says, therefore, when you say Hashem creates the, the world uh, with Dibur and Ksav, when we understand it, it's not just random words or letters. It's a, it's something which has a certain system to it and a certain balance of kaifas which are put together in the Dibur or represented by the Ksav. We call them Lehem Ashir, and before the both those points is what he said at the beginning of the Sefer the Sfar, which means the amount, then the, the Sefer, which is the Dibur, and after the Sefer, which is the right. 
So the first point is the event Red Sulaima, Machshavis and Nefesh of Tahira Dhamilamalafa. Like you said, the planning stage point and how much to do is what's called the Machshava. That's the first step which comes beforehand. And then we have all these things together, Miskatim, Hashlaish Sfarim, which is the Sfar, the Sip and the Sefi Budavayah. When you have all these three elements which are brought together when the Shem brought together in the creation, so therefore well, the result is going to be the way that the one who created it intended it to be. And how he, how he, what he spoke and how he wanted it to be. And therefore he's going back to what he said at the beginning. And he said that the Sefi Yitzhira begins that Hashem creates the world with these three things, a Sfar, a Sipur, and a Sefer. So he says that it means, now we understand that it's, it's a combination of three different kaifas Hashem puts into the brain. Number one is the planning of what the, of the, the svar, of deciding how much of something is going to be, or what, how strong it's going to be, or what effect it's going to have. Secondly is the sipur, that Hashem speaks, and that's what makes it happen. And lastly is the sefer, which like I said, is the, the tzura Hashem gives it, the form Hashem gives it, by ilu, just like we call it writing, but we would say, bringing a coil, making it something physical, which has that, has that proportion, or has that uh, ability. And therefore all these three things came together for the creation. Now, That's the first. That's the first. Uh, first four words we're going to call it of Sefer That with these three things, Hashem created the world. And therefore, he says, "Achei Amaz Zeh Sefer." Sefer says, "I Yekim Isparach." The Baruch says, "Amaz B'Shlesh Isparach," which means the Sefer, the Sefer, and the Sefer. V'Kulam V'Kulkei Isparach Echad. That is, even though these three elements involved in the in Hashem created the world. Be'etzim, they're all considered echod, which means they're all, uh, they all are connected by, from, from Hashem, and the, the way He wants the world to exist. Uh, it, we see it as three separate stages, but the Ma'as Hashem didn't do it in three separate stages, it's all done together. And that's what we see always. Well, this you can understand a seeming like this difference between two different Chazals. Because there's that, there's that's what that say, that the world's created by Dibur. And they bring a pasuk, you Amr Vayayi. Hashem wanted to be was. So Hashem spoke things and it happened. And there's another Chazal, which is Mashma, and Hashem didn't even have to speak. Whatever Hashem wanted, so to speak, whatever his, he wanted to happen, happened in Ritzayna, in his world. And we have Chazals for that as well. We're talking about that too. Whatever Hashem wanted it to be, there was. And we've said many times that it's not a stereo. Hashem created by one thing, Hashem created by speech. Why did he pass? Because many times, someone heard from Moshe Shapiro as a friend of Hundreds of times he said this. He said every object in the world, uh, in Hebrew there's two words for an object. One is a davar, one is a chayfet. An object is either called a davar or a chayfet. He said, why? He said, because if it's something Hashem wanted it to be, it comes from Hashem's chafetz, so it's called the chafetz. It's some, an object of Hashem's rot. Hashem wanted to be, so we call it like in the chafetz, something uh, which Hashem wanted. Or a dava, which is something which Hashem spoke. It's, uh, because since Hashem said it should be, and that's why it is, so we call it a dava. It's, uh, so to speak, a crystallization of Hashem's word. So but. Why do you but? So that's what Zohar says, they come together. And that is, there wasn't two separate stages. That was one stage of Hashem wanting something, and then Hashem had to speak. Because the one thing itself we have created. But uh, rather we have, it's an echo. 
which means the step, what Hashem wanted was the first step, the proportion, what Hashem wanted to be, how much of it, how, strong, how big of it, whatever Hashem wanted it to be. Then, together with what Hashem made it happen, is a different, and they come together. So that's why we see the the, khayla, the, the parts of everything in its ratzen and in its dibur is coming together. Therefore, they're interchangeable. The ratzen and the dibur are two parts of the same of the same principle, the same whole. That's the first part of the Zohar explains just the open word of Yitzhak. Now, the series is next, and that is the 32 in the Sivas, the 32 tracks of Hachman is, an, is a, also it's a new point, and we'll see tomorrow because I got on to explain that as well.